0: Do you like feeling good? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Positive Thinking, the podcast created to uplift and encourage you while giving practical tools to keep Christ at the center of your life. Like a painter dips his paintbrush in vibrant colors to color a painting, you can come here to be reminded that you are redeemed, filling your world with a kaleidoscope of biblical principles here to bless you welcome your host an author retired naval officer ceo and christ follower mrs colorful day herself jasmine baker hey there you podcasters it is the last series today in the flow series that i've been talking about i don't know if you had an opportunity to go back listen to podcast 43 podcast 44 because both of those podcasts will help you to understand and to close out what I released, which was called the Flow Series. The Flow Series. Now, going back looking at Podcast 43 and Podcast 44, when you listen to those, they're gonna be a blessing to you. Today, if you just popped in, you are now in Podcast 45. Whoo! I am happy about it, hallelujah. I'm excited to release this new word to you today. Again, you have jumped in on podcast 45 and podcast 45. If I had to title this thing on today, I would title it learning to flow in the right direction, flowing in the right direction. Let me say that again, flowing in the right direction. And today I'm going to teach you very quickly with a few principles of what to look out when it's time to flow. What to look out for when it is time to flow. Because oftentimes, the flow is there. You've gotten in the water. Remember I said in um, podcast 43, I said to get in the flow. And a lot of people um, hearken and was diligent to my voice and they got into the flow. And then podcast 44 talked about learning the true move of God, because you need to understand what a true flow and a true move of God, what does that really look like? And now that you understand that you need to get in the flow, and then when you get in the flow, recognize a true move of God, then you can begin to tap into what I'm going to bless you with today, which is flowing in the right direction how many of you know that oftentimes you can show up in church or you can show up at a meeting or whatever the case may be at a prayer meeting i don't know whatever you do on a day-to-day basis but if you show up there i want you to for a minute don't say any words i want you just to watch the flow the flow of the people and how they interact. Watch the flow, the flow of um, how problems are getting solved in your industry. I want you to begin to watch the flow. It's crucial that you are able to recognize the flow. And then once you recognize the flow, watch the flow and then allow the Holy Spirit to tell you what part you play in the flow. Because when you understand the part that you play in the flow, then and only then will he be able to tell you what direction you need to go when you get into the flow? Because how many of you know when the Holy Spirit shows up, he shows up with purpose. The Holy Spirit doesn't just show up without any intention. And I know that I'm right because the word of God says "Where well, one or two are gathered together that he would be in the midst. Not only that, it says, "Where well, when we come into agreement, we have the ability to pull Uh, Heaven down to earth because things are already settled in heaven. The promises of God have already been settled in heaven. They're not up there talking about it. They're not up there feuding on it. They're not up there trying to figure out what just happened to you. God is never caught off guard. He's not surprised by anything. He already knows the plans that he has for you. I know that I'm right because Jeremiah 29 and 11 makes it clear to us. And I'm going to serve you notice on today so that you would understand that your spirit will begin to align today with Jeremiah 29 and 11. When he says he knows the plans for you, that's God saying, I know the plans for you. It's not to hurt you or to harm you, but it's to give you a hope in the future. And how many of you know where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And on today, I decree and declare that as you begin to flow with me in this anointing, you will never be the same. Your worst days are behind you. Your best days are yet in front of you. The Lord already decreed and declared in the word of God for us to see that this rain that's coming now, this latter ring is better than your former ring. yeah I said it I put it out there just like that and I come to serve Satan notice on today on your behalf that the promises of God are yes and amen and that you will no longer be held up from things that you've uh, been promised from God you will no longer be delayed you will no longer be sabotaged all oh, the tricks and the wiles of the enemy they will not prosper concerning you how many of you know the word of God is very clear when it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal these are mighty the way that I'm going in the spirit for you on this season you are going to get your stuff and the things that you think you lost I told you your. Best days are in front of you. God has a plan and he's going to restore unto you seven times of what the enemy has taken from you on today. Only if you will learn the direction of the flow. Again, I titled this the direction of the flow. When you walk away from this podcast today, you will never be the same. When you walk away from this series on today, you will never be the same. I hear the Holy Spirit saying they will know the direction of the flow. No longer will you go against the grain of the flow you begin to flow in it. Because let me tell you something, when you understand and recognize the flow, all you're doing is recognizing that the Holy Spirit has been left here to lead and guide us into all truth. I know that I'm right because Jesus Christ told the disciples that I must go. He said, I can't stay here with you. It is time for me to go. I must go. If I don't go, then the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the keeper, your leader, and your guide into all truth will never be able to show up on the scene. How many of you know that even in heaven, there's a flow? There's a flow. The, the, the Godheads understand who's supposed to be doing what at what time and, and whatever. Portion of your life, and, and, the, and Jesus Christ shows us when He says, I must go, I've done my part, I've already come to the earthly realm through a virgin named Mary. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like that, He came to the earthly realm through a virgin named Mary, defied the odds because He said He would take the foolish things come on now, the foolish things of this earth to confine the wise. What He means by that is, I'm going to birth my son through a virgin. How does that happen? Hello, how does that happen? How do you birth someone through a virgin? A virgin has to come into contact with um her spouse have relations. Then the seeds and the uh, sperm have to come into contact with each other to produce uh, this male figure. But God said, not so. And that's how I know you can be in the world and not of the world. He said, not so. See, when you're an ambassador for Christ, when you when you are on your assignment, God will defy the odds for you. He will change the circumstances for you. I feel that thing going today for somebody. Your circumstances are changing right now. They already changed. Matter of fact, I'm only telling you, what was already settled in heaven. He has already changed your circumstances. The challenge with you on today is I need you to flow in the right direction. When you begin to flow in the right direction, see all your blessings are in the flow. Hello, your blessings are in the flow. He's saying that I've poured out uh, blessings upon you that you don't even have room to receive. But the challenge becomes you going up against your intellect and defying the direction of the flow. You say, well, prophet, what are we talking about? On today, I'm talking about flowing in the right direction. That's the title on today. Flowing in the right direction. If I had to come out of a scripture on today, I would be coming out of Exodus 14. Mm-hmm. Exodus 14. See, Exodus 14, and I'm going to paint a backdrop for you so that you can run and quickly catch up. I'm just going to drop this in your spirit on today and you're going to be good for the next couple of days. You're going to be good. Matter of fact, you're going to be good on this particular principle for the rest of your life because it says when all things pass away, his word will remain. I'm going to drop this word and your spirit is such a stealth covert strategic way that you're going to be so blessed matter of fact you're not even going to know what is happening but then the word's going to begin to come to your remembrance and you're going to say you know what the prophet said that if i got in the right direction of the flow that the blessings of god will begin to overtake me how many of you know that they will overtake you he says he's before you took the seed out of the barn house that's what the word of god says Before the seed even comes out of the barn house, he's already blessed it. He's already blessed it. He already knows what you're going to pray before you prayed it. He's already blessed that thing. The reason you think you haven't been blessed is because you're in the wrong direction of the flow. And as we decree and declare, God, I decree and declare that they will begin to shift in the direction of the flow. I decree and declare that they will be aligned with the direction of the flow. And as they align themselves with the direction of the flow, they will be without any excuse. They won't get it. They won't put out an excuse like the man who sat uh, by the pool for 38 years. They're going to pick up their mat and get in the flow and flow in the right direction in this season. I'm reading Exodus 14. And we're going to hinge on 14 and 16, Exodus chapter 14 and 16. But I'm going to read a bit of the backdrop, which is at the beginning of Exodus, which I have to cover Exodus 1 through 15 so that you can understand what is happening right now. Now, we all know the story of Moses. Moses had to go to Pharaoh and say, what? Let my people go. Not in his own will, but he was doing it because the Lord had told him to do it. He was he was birthed in the earthly realm to be a deliverer of the people, a deliverer of the people. See, on today, I'm here to allow you to recognize no more information. Yo, yo, your mindset is now moving that information to revelation. You were born for a purpose in mind. God had a plan for you. You didn't just haphazardly show up. I don't care what your circumstances. I don't care what your cousin told you, what your mother told you. I don't care. God ordained for you to be here at this time. And when he made you, guess what he said? It is good. It's nowhere in the Bible where he made something and he was not pleased with it. So you are enough. You're perfect in and of itself. And as you begin to get in this direction of the flow, God's going to show you even that much more about yourself. I'm at Exodus 14. This is how it reads. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses. This is the Lord giving Moses the instructions. So we're on the tail end of the story. So we've already went through the plagues. We've already went through Moses showing up several times, even showed up with Aaron. He's trying to get Pharaoh to let the people go. And Pharaoh continues to have a heart and heart. And now we're at the tail end of the story. And right at the end of uh, chapter 13, Pharaoh makes up in his mind to let the people go. So now they have finally triumphed over this issue. So whatever your life issue was that you have been praying about all year, you were in things you hadn't seen a breakthrough. I decree a breakers anointing on you on today. That thing has already broke. You just need to begin to trust God and get in the flow of the right direction. That's where you need to flow in the right direction. That thing's already broke. Stop thinking that it's not fixed. That situation is over. He's already giving you a breakthrough. It is now that your eyes will be open and you will recognize that. Yeah, I said it. Had to clap my hands. I said it. You have you will recognize right now the scales are falling off. I decree and declare that your eyes will be open that God has already did it and you can pull down the blessings that God has given you in this hour. You don't have to keep asking for a breakthrough. The breakthrough has been released. It has been released. The words of the prophet. It says how he will not show anything unless he first reveals it to the prophets. I'm telling you what I know. I can't tell you what has not already been settled in heaven. It's settled in heaven. You have already received your breakthrough. You just need to open up so you can recognize your breakthrough. I decree and declare that you will recognize your breakthrough on today. You will recognize it. We're back at 14, so we're at the the tail end of the story. The people of Of God have been let go by Pharaoh. They are now headed to the promised land. They are trying to figure out how they're going to get there. And verse, I mean, chapter 14 kind of gives us the backdrop to them. They're let go and they get to the Red Sea. So basically they've received the breakthrough and I need you to, to follow me with this because you've received the breakthrough, but now you're trying to figure out what next. Because, The breakthrough don't look like how you thought it was going to look. I said it just like that. It don't look like. Sorry, I'm drinking some water to clear my throat. The breakthrough don't look like how you thought it was supposed to look like you know what we do we paint a picture in our head on how we think the breakthrough is supposed to happen. We paint a picture in our head of how God's going to bring us out we paint a picture in our head and say this is what it's going to be and then we grab our blessed oil douse it and say this is this is what it is it is so we know how we do but God is saying on today no. I'm flowing in a new direction. I'm flowing and it ha- it's sprung up. I'm flowing on you in a new way. I'm blessing you. Have you not perceived it? The breakthrough's already released. Have you not grabbed it? It belongs to you. I'm giving you dominion and power. I need for you to step into your anointing, recognize who you are, flow in the right direction and get the things that belong to you. I've done my part as God. I've already done my part. That's why you have the word of God to be able to decree and declare and to align the circumstances concerning you so that you might be blessed. The circumstances concerning your kids, the circumstances concerning your job, the circumstances of life. Life don't have to always give you limits. And if it does, I'm here to tell you on today. Have I got a word for you? If it does decide to give you limits, I'm going to tell you what you can do. This is what you can tell life. You can sit back and say, you know what, life? I appreciate these lemons because it's all made by God anyways. And Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that he's not going to work this together uh, to hurt me. But I can take these lemons and I can make lemonade. I can make lemon meringue pie. I can make lemon drops and I can go as far as this devil on today. I can take the rinds of the lemon and create Art, hello. I can take the rhyme so nothing will go to waste in this season. Every circumstance you're gonna be able to use it to your advantage. I don't care how bad it looks, I don't care when you feel that your back is up against the wall. I'm here to tell you on today, God is saying, I created that situation. So you can see that the weapons of your warfare aren't carnal and you need to use your arsenal. Yep, I gave you the breakthrough on this thing, but I need for you to pull the tools out of your arsenal and you begin to fight the good fight of faith. How many of you know on today we are contending for the faith? We are fighting for it every day. And the people who don't even recognize we're fighting on their behalf. That's how good God is, because there was a time when we was all lost. The word of God is clear. It says we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So I know there was a time when I was yet lost. It says he was being led to the slaughterhouse while we were yet in sin. It didn't say why such and such was in sin and this person wasn't in sin. It says while we, all of us, while humanity was snared in sin, Jesus Christ came through a womb of a virgin Mary. And guess what? Was the the final lamb slain for our iniquities, bruised for our transgressions so that we might be free. He came through her womb to walk on this earth so that he could die for you. It says he was being led to the slaughterhouse like a lamb and he didn't say a word. He didn't get an attitude about it. He didn't say, you know what? I just left glory and I got to come down here and deal with you jokers. He didn't say none of that. He came in and he kept his face like a flint, like Hezekiah had his face like a flint to the wall. The Lord had his face like a flint and walked uh, motionless because he wasn't getting caught in his feelings to the slaughterhouse for our sins. And that's why I know, and I can say clearly on today and decree and declare with the power of God behind me, because it says not by my mind, but by the spirit of God, that your breakthrough is right there in front of you if you open your eyes. So we're talking back on Exodus 14. I'm telling you, I'm I'm excited on today. I'm excited because you are getting your breakthrough on today. I'm excited because the promises of God are yes and amen. And he says that he's not going to fail you. He's not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he would have to repent. You can count on him. How many of you know that God is a principal man? He's not going with all these myths and fallacies and, and, and being all good one day. The next day he changed his mind. He says he reigns over the just and the unjust. You know what that means? I'm going to make it clear to you on today. He's not wishy-washy. He's not picking and choosing and saying you a bench warmer and then you can go be a starter. He's saying, you know what? I reign over everybody. Today when the sun came up, it came up over the pimp, the prostitute, and the preacher, and the usher, and the church mother. The sun came up over everybody, giving everybody the love that I have to give. He's a constant God. He's a, oh, come on now. He's a regulator. Y- y'all don't even know on today how much God loves you and wants to bless you and how he's saying, you know what? Please tell the people that I've already set the captives free. I've already allowed them to step into a place that the people would wish. It says that he chose us. We didn't choose him. He chose you on today with your faults, with your issues, all your circumstances. Yep. He chose you. And he said, I love you. Yep. I have this assignment for you. Nobody can do it quite like you. Cause I told you at the beginning of this podcast, he, when he made us, he said, it is good. It is good. He didn't make a flaw. He didn't make a mistake. He ain't caught off guard. He knows exactly how your makeup is. And he can use any and everything that he's built inside of you to his advantage, to bring glory to God. I'm at uh, chapter 14. It says, then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses, tell the people to march towards Bitharoth between Middial and the sea, camp there along the shore, opposite of Baal Zephon. Then Pharaoh will think those Israelites are confused. They are trapped between the wilderness and the sea. Now, listen to this, y'all. I'm at chapter 14. This is the Lord telling Moses the game plan. He's telling him the game plan. So basically he has the blueprint. He's already mapped out the fight of how we going to fight in war. These are the war tactics he's releasing to Moses at this time. He tells him exactly where to go. He tells him they can't Along the shore opposite of Baal Zephon, then Pharaoh will think he's telling him to do these strategic moves so that the enemy can think one thing that God's not really getting ready to do. He says so. Then Pharaoh will think those Israelites are confused. They are trapped between the wilderness and the sea. So basically the Lord is saying, let me set this picture up for you. Let me set this picture up for you. And that's why I'm on fire today, because your breakthrough is here. He's only setting you up for a blessing on today. When you thought the circumstances was against you, when you thought the odds was against you, when you thought you was the only man standing. God is saying, I had a strategic plan concerning this. I set the blueprint up so you can look like you was going to fail. I set the blueprint up so people would think that you was on your last limb. I set the blueprint up so everybody would leave you and and I would never forsake you because I'm getting ready to rise to the occasion. How many of you know that God will rise to the occasion on your behalf? Oh, God, I hear him even now saying he's rising to the occasion of his people. He's not sitting there confused, sitting on the side of the uh, sidewalk, talking about what just happened. Holy Ghost, we didn't even know this was going to happen. We caught by surprise. He's saying, I set it up like that. Nothing can move unless God gives it permission. Yep, I know that I'm right because guess what? The the enemy had to ask to touch Job, and he gave him some rules or some parameters to operate within. Hello. So your situation was not there to overwhelm you, to break you completely down. That situation was there to, one, humble you. Two, let you see the mighty move of God. Three, let your enemy see that, wow, that's the God that they serve that would get them to a place that they feel that they blocked in. Look at this. It says, Pharaoh's going to think they're trapped between the wilderness and the sea. I'm at uh, 14 verse four. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. So this is the Lord saying, and then I'm going, I'm going to make it even. I'm going to turn up the heat. That's what he does. The Lord will turn up the heat. You know why he got to turn up the heat? I'm glad you asked. The reason he has to turn up the heat is because he has to purify the gold. Come on now. He says everybody's work's going to be tested. He has to purify the gold. So he hardens Pharaoh's heart. Not for Pharaoh. He's hard in Pharaoh's heart so the people of God can recognize the God that's bringing them out of this situation. See, I believe this situation. The more and more I meditate on it and think about it and get caught in the spirit, I begin to think that this whole situation was a setup so the people of God can see the power of God, so the people of God will understand this is the God that I serve? If this is the God that I serve and he created me, what much more that I have in me that I can do? See, he's trying to get them to get a glimpse of himself When they see him high and lifted up in this situation, he allows Pharaoh's heart to be hardened and allows Pharaoh to think that they uh, don't have nowhere to go, that they are basically locked inside of this situation because they can't get across the sea and they can't come back this way. If they come back this way, he got all his chariots and horsemen just getting ready to try to hurt them. The Lord said, I'm glad the situation looks impossible. These are the kind of situations your God writes to the occasion on. These are the kind of situation he specializes in. This is why I love him. He likes for the situation to get heated. He likes for the situation to get hot where people are like, whoa, this is gonna be be a doozy. What are we gonna do with this? And he's saying, you know what? I'm glad you thought that because this is the time that I get to show you exactly who I am and just how strategic I am. Come on now, I'm at verse four, 14, verse four. It says, and once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will chase you. So he's basically saying, look, think it's not strange when these fiery darts come your way. I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. He's telling him the, the tactics. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. And then he's going to chase you. So don't, be, don't get out here and get beyond yourself. Get nervous. And when the situation starts getting heated, I'm making a situation get heated because I need this thing to look like it's just a complete uh, show that is that, a mess. I, I want this thing to look crazy. I need for y'all to remember this was the craziest situation that you've ever been in. I want you to recognize and remember by reputation that I brought you out of this situation. I need for you to understand that this is the kind of situation you tell your kids about. This is the kind of situation you tell your grandkids about. This is the kind of situation that they say, Well, grandmommy told me this, and and, wow, that was a serious situation. It impacts them so much in their youthhood when they're sitting and hearing the situation, the truths of God that they begin to tell their kids. Because, come on now, it's the words of our testimony. That's how we overcome things by the words of our testimony. They hear the testimony, your grandkids, of what God has done. That's why he's setting this thing up for the Israelites. They're sitting here, they're in an impossible situation. He tells Moses, These are the game plans. He's going to chase after you. I have planned this. This is the Lord telling Moses, I have planned this. I will receive great glory. At the expense of Pharaoh and his armies, the Lord is saying, I plan this situation to look like it's going to take you out. Hello. This is why I'm standing on your breakthrough today and telling you uh, and news flashing you and got an amplifier on my voice telling you news flash: The situation was strategically set up to make it look like you was being taken out to make it look like you was getting evicted to make it look like everything, everything you tried failed. Come on now. Think about the woman that touched the hem of his garments. For 12 years, she's bleeding straight. Can't stop bleeding. Imagine that. She can't come around nobody for 12 years straight. She's tired. I'm sure her blood level was low. She was probably feeling weak. She spent all her money. So that leads me to believe that she probably had a little bit of wealth. She had a good job. She didn't have a little sideshow job. She had something that was bringing her income in steadily. And she spent all her money. It took her, tw- come on, Hello. It took because she has so much money. Thank you, Holy Spirit. She has so much money. It took her twelve years to spend it all up. Hello, she she was still blessed in the middle of the situation. It took her twelve years to spend it all up. Finally, when she gets to her wit's end and looks like her back's against the wall, she has to do what? She reaches out to the hem of her Messiah's garment and she's instantly made whole let's see what happens in this story with pharaoh because the lord said he's putting their backs up against the wall he says i have planned this so i will receive great glory at the expense of pharaoh and his armies after this the egyptians will know that i am the lord so the israelites camp there as they were told so he's basically saying i'm doing all this so the whole world will see that i'm god and that the world spends on axis at my command the moon is set in the sky because i said so the sun don't override the moon because i said so the the stars are hanging out and ain't falling out of the sky because i said so The crocodile opens his mouth and eats and don't eat when at my command. I tell the ocean to open and to close. Oh, come on now. You better know the God you serve. You better know the power behind the God you serve and to stand in in his power. Come on now and by his might, he's doing an awesome thing in this season. Only if you would open your eyes. I'm, I'm still reading. It says, I have planned this so I will receive great glory at the expense of Pharaoh and his armies. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. I'm at uh, 14 verse 5. When word reached the king of Egypt and the Israelites were not planning to return to Egypt after three days. So basically he makes them stay there three days. So you know how it is when you wait on God to do something. It seems like an eternity. Hello. It was only three days. He's doing this because he needs Pharaoh to know they ain't coming back. This situation is over for my kids. Yeah, I said it just like that. Your breakthrough is here. That situation is over for you. He's trying to get you to get it in your mindset that you won this thing, that you have God on your side. And with God on your side, the whole world can be against you. He said when the enemy comes around you like a flood, a flood, Hello, the Lord will lift a standard up against him. He's trying to make it look like and help you to understand that you're never going to have to cross this way again. You will never have to uh, pray on this breakthrough. This is over for you. This breakthrough is going to be so big. You're going to walk out of this devil with devil with what you had. Yep, yeah? because when the children of Israel left, guess what? They, they was in there as slaves, but they left as millionaires. Oh, hello. I decree and declare that the things are aligning even now that the wealth is shifting to the hands of the righteous, removing themselves out of the hands of the wicked. Yep, I said it, Satan. I serve you notice on today. No longer will you hold up the blessings of God. No longer will you sabotage the people of God. No longer will you create booby traps that we fall into for the sake of trying to look high and lift it up and glorify yourself. Oh, hello, you can't exalt yourself against a mighty and the one true living God on today. I'm at verse five. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites were not planning to return to Egypt after three days, Pharaoh and his officials changed their mind. What have we done letting all these slaves go? So basically they come to the recollection of, we didn't lost our whole economic state. And without these slaves, how are we going to build this stuff? What was I thinking? So he woke up on the third day talking about what was I thinking? I didn't let these people go, and I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to build stuff. I don't know who's going to serve stuff. I don't know who's going to uh, go out there and get the grain, get the wheat, get the olives. Who's going to do that? Because I ain't doing it. I'm rich. I ain't doing all that. And I'm not having my family do it either. This is what he's thinking on day three. He's coming to the recollection. What have I done? I've just shifted the whole state of the economy. Hello. I mean, I'm, I'm prophesying right now. You need to catch that. You need to stop what you're doing. Stop making your chicken. Stop drinking your tea. Stop talking to your friends while you're trying to listen to me. I need you to tune in on frequency 5.5 and listen to what God is saying. He's trying to give you a uh, uh, 2.1 thing to get into where you need to be in this hour. He's trying to get you there in 2.5 seconds. Hello. 2.5 seconds. He's trying to get you there. If you will only stop and listen, listen to this. On the third day, Pharaoh got up recognizing that he's just shifted the whole economy into the hands of the Israelites it says Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds so I'm sure they got up he thought about it he's at breakfast eating an omelet and he's telling his official we need to go and get these people what have we done what was I thinking I'm sorry y'all I was under the pressure I he, he got all types of excuses let's keep reading to see what the story says we, what have we done letting all the slaves get away they act So Pharaoh called out his troops and led the chase in the chariot. So he comes out there and says, you know what? I take responsibility for this. This decision. I'm going to go out here. I'm going to go back and get them myself. I'm going to go back and get the wealth back myself. Get that. I'm going to go out and chase this wealth that I released out of my hands. Come on, stay with me. I'm at seven. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with a commander, get this, he took the best chariots. This is how I know your situation gonna get heated because it's getting heated, not with some old side job chariots. He took the best horses. We talking about the horses that, that, if they were in a horse race, they would always get number one, the consecutive winners. He took out the consecutive winners to go out here and chase the people down. He's leading them. So he didn't come out here with some old Rudy Poop, Bubba gum cotton, cotton, cotton Candy eating horses. He came out here with the real deal. These chariots were the best chariots, the best chariots that he's chasing the people of God down. Now stay with me. I'm at verse seven. He took with him 600 600 of Egypt's best chariots along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with the commander. So he is so strategic that he's going to make sure the best chariots have the number one man commanding them because he's going to get his economic wealth back. The Lord continued to strengthen Pharaoh's resolve and he chased after the people of Israel who had escaped so defiantly all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all of his horses, chariots, charioteers were used in the chase. So he basically took the whole ice capade with him. He took everybody. And and, and when he took everybody, he took the best of the best, the cream of the crop. We're going to get them. And the Lord let him gain ground on him. See, this is why I love Lord. He let. I told you he set the situation up so it can look a certain way. It needed to look like they was going to get caught. It needed to look like, you know what, this is a wrap, basically. And he needed it to look that way. He said he let them gain ground. The Lord let them, because you, you can't forget God got all power. And he can do what he want to do. He's a sovereign God. He never sleeps or slumbers. It's not like he sleep and he missed something. It's not like he wink his eye and he missed something. He never sleeps or slumber. Heaven is his home. Earth is his footstool. He's sitting up there in his recliner, kicked back with the best grade of lemonade, with his feet kicked up on earth, saying, you know what? Watch this scenario play out. Watch this play. I'm gonna let him think he's actually winning. You know what? Let's let him take out the best stuff because I want the people of God to see that when all things are are against you, I can spend the world on a dime. I can spend the world on a dime. Uh, praise God, the Lord don't sneeze. Might shake the whole entire earth. Come on now, stay with me and understand the God's power. So I'm on verse 8. It says, The Lord continued to strengthen Pharaoh's resolve and he chased after the people of Israel who had escaped so defiantly. All the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses, chariots, charioteers were used in the chase. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore of Phenaroth across from Baozaphon. So look, he let them catch up. So basically, he's going to put you face to face with your situation. Face-to-face face with your enemy in the situation. You come face-to-face face with this thing. Yo, you're going to see it head on. It's going to look like a head-on collision. It's going to look like two semis getting ready to tear some stuff up. The whole street going to be wrecked. He said, I'm going to make this thing look so uh like it's just hopeless. I'm going to make you feel that you know what? You are caught red-handed. Get this. Stay with me. I'm at verse 10. As Pharaoh and his army approached the people of Israel, they could see them in the distance, marching toward them. The people began to panic and they cried out to the Lord for help. Now, look, the people are panicking. The people are panicking. I'm getting to our, our anchor verse. Remember, our anchor verse on today is chapter 14, verse 16. We're already at uh, verse 10 because I needed to paint you paint you a clear backdrop on what is actually going on in your life and what's actually going on in these scriptures. These scriptures is a living word. And you can take this thing and lay it over your life and see exactly how it's gonna play out. See, I'm here to let you paint the cinematic in your head. I'm here to let you see the video run through your mind how things are looking. It looks crazy. I know it looks crazy. You look like they are gonna kick you out. You already got your stuff packed, This on the porch. I'm here to tell you on today, the baby's on the ventilator and you don't know if they are coming out of ICU. They they are their lungs are locked up, and they telling you, etc., etc., and such and such and such and such. I'm here to tell you God is for you when the whole world's against you. Look at the Israelites. He allowed the Israelites to see them getting uh the people coming close to them. They looked out in the distance and saw these chariots. These chariots, these horses, I'm sure it looked like a bunch of dust in the air and they see him coming over there real fast. And they're probably like, what are we going to do? It says they panic and begin to cry to the Lord for help. Then they turned against Moses and complained. Now, get this. This is what happens. When the heat is turned up, everybody starts getting all fancy spancy. Everybody starts turning against each other. People are fickle in the middle of the heat getting turned up. Everybody, I don't want to die. I do even want to be here. We should have stayed in. We, why did we leave? We shouldn't have listened to you. Now we all about to die. He got everybody after us. Well, why did we listen? And you know all it takes is one cancer. I call it a cancer. One person with a negative report starts changing everybody's opinion in the camp. Hello, that's what happens. The murmuring and the complaining starts. What are we going to do? And then that person's getting his little crowd together so he can have mutiny. I decree and declare there will not be mutiny in this season. I decree and declare that the people will follow through. I decree and declare that they will have a belief and tap into their faith that even if it's just yet a mustard seed. It says that you have faith of a mustard seed. And if you speak to this mountain and cast it in the sea, it says, tell